Welcome to Daytime Confidential. So far, the only podcast of its kind, your one-stop source for daytime news, gossip, opinions, and more. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Luke. On today's podcast, we are discussing the writer's strike and what it means for soaps, Oprah Winfrey's South African scandal, Celine Dion visits all my children, and much, much more, so stay tuned. been quite the week rock and roll get right to it yeah it has um open my candy you go ahead the biggest news in the world of television is the writer's strike um i know soaps are in trouble if it lasts too long most of them could be at least from what i've been reading and what i was discussing it with tina the other day and she was telling me that supposedly general hospital has written enough scripts so that if the strike goes through january they have enough scripts to get them through february yeah, I'd read that too somewhere else. So yeah, however, I assume that's true. However, that they may have the scripts, but they can't do any rewrites on them unless they get some sort of fill-in. And you're so acting like that's a bad thing. Well, it just means that people who do general hospital spoilers will have some really active, um, accurate spoilers if they can't do rewrites. I have not heard anything about any of the other soaps, though I was listening to another pod, or the TV Guide Talk podcast, and on there, Michael Osceola was t- saying how during the last writer's strike in the 1980s, they brought in scrub writers, which basically were temporary writers, and that's how they kept the soaps on air. Also, supposedly, one of the um, ways that they've been they were able to keep the soaps on air was the producers started writing the soap. So, does that mean that we will be having Franz or Jill Farron Phelps writing, as opposed? To, uh, I suppose, though, since she has been a writer, she she can't technically. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Give me a moment. Franz writing a soap. Oh, I can just imagine how many cat fights and bikinis and Jason shooting people and rubbing himself with a gun. Oh yeah, I got it. Go ahead. Well, it's it's one of those things <laughs> where, hopefully, hopefully the other soaps have taken as much precaution as General Hospital is and have some scripts set up and ready to go. Even if they have to have scrub writers come in and tweak them a little bit, at least they will keep things on track because, I mean, you take a look at soaps like One Life to Live, which is rebounding. I mean, worst thing that could... And as the world turns. And as the world turns. And then you look at Guiding Light, which, you know, (laughs) maybe a strike wouldn't be so bad for them. Maybe all my children. Oh, no kidding. Maybe having the writers not be able to write for those soaps and get other writers in. Yeah, I'm thinking that's not such a disaster. Well, But I am worried about two soaps, the two that we name. Those are the only soaps I'm kind of antsy about. The rest of them, I'm thinking, could it get worse? For me, anyways. I'm thinking, you know, I'm not really that concerned. But for One Life to Live and As the World Turns... I'm going, not now. Exactly. <laughs> not right exactly. now. <laughs> As the world turns, it's getting better. As the world As it finally turns a corner, and One Life to Live has, you know, slingshot around that corner, and I've been so happy with that. So the rest of them, you know, this might be a good thing. <laughs> well, it I'm might, terrible. but at the same time, at the same time, I'm thinking about, well, maybe if we get temporary writers in, maybe we can take and have them come in and get maybe rid of Meg, us. Craig, Craig, and or Meg, Craig, Paul and Rosanna Square, or whatever the hell hey, it is. Hey, hey. Hire us. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I am not a part of the guild. I'd be more than happy to come in and write. That's right. And I have no desire to be part of the guild because I would be very happy to be a scrub. scrub. Why do they call them scrubs, by the way? I have no clue. 
Are they Robin and Patrick writers? I don't get it. Could quite possibly be. Could quite possibly be. Well, course, anyways, I was just wondering why that was the nickname. Anyways, I could totally do it. One would assume that the daytime industry has got precautions in place for such an event because it's not like this hasn't been in the news for the last two months. I mean, exactly. so they've got to have seen this coming. They hopefully have prepared for it. So if that's the case, then hopefully, or in they've, some cases, hopefully they don't care enough and <laughs> just hire scrub writers. <laughs> Well, let's just hope they have contingency plans. Now, the other big news of the week was the fact that Dina Higley is rejoining Days of Our Lives. She will become the co-head writer of with um, Hogan Sheffer. First in reactions? First initial reactions? What the heck are they thinking? It's not the fact that she's a bad writer. It's not the fact that she did okay with the teen storylines years ago when she was on Days of Our Lives. It's not that. The reason why I'm not happy is this. Why do they keep recycling these hack writers? Why is it so incestuous in the daytime writing world? I mean, Megan McTavish got hired, what, 17 times? Over and over and over again? She'd have to kill a soap, and then she'd go back and have another job. And here's Dina Higley, who killed One Life to Live. It was barely breathing. It was like almost flatline. It was like, beep beep and she finally got fired i'm okay with her going there because hopefully sheffer will look at her and go you know you just do the taints well and not only that but she has she has many years many more years of yeah and she knows the history yeah 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 i just i just do not i'm very angry at her still well i i think it's one of those things where i'm I'm holding out hope because what one thing I've learned through the <laughs> Sheffer thing is some, some writers are best on certain soaps. Obviously, Sheffer is best on As the World Turns. I think he, he's good on Days of Our Lives when he's able to write what he wants to. Oh, well, when he excels at, and when he's not like, writing teens, and when he's not writing teens because he sucks at teens. Let's just be honest; he sucks at it. If she can do that, because she seems to excel in the immature writing. <laughs> That well, was kind of a and, backhanded compliment. Fine, stay over there. Well, Don't and hopefully, touch my EJ. Don't touch the fact me. that she's on the West Coast would hopefully make it possible for her to actually visit hopefully she the soap. Actually, watches the soap. Exactly. The, and the other thing is back to Hogan Sheffer about the teens. I'm trying to remember if he's like just bad at writing teens or if he's bad at writing days teens. Because wasn't he the one who had Aaron and Allison and? Um, Lucy, wasn't that? Parts um, of that was horrible, though. But some of it was great. Some of it was great. So I don't know. I don't know if that was him or not. I don't remember that much stuff. I don't remember who did what as much as when they win the writing Emmy, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was for when, you know, Carly did all that, and you know. But the teen stuff, because it's just not really my favorite part of a soap. When I was a kid, I, I watched Days of Our Lives, and then in my teenage years, because of various circumstances, I wasn't able to watch a lot of it during high school. And so it was one of those things where, because of the fact that I restarted watching Days of Our Lives, I sort of missed the whole Higley portion of things, or else I caught the tail end of it. And so I was I was asking some people, asking around about what had all went on during her previous reign over there. Uh-huh. And it was pointed out to me that she was the one who brought Lisa Renna back as Billy, which 
if I remember correctly, was a very good thing. She is the one who turned the Brady-Chloe-Philip triangle into a huge triangle, and it was really well written from the people I've talked to. At least a couple people have commented on the fact that that triangle was fairly well written and fairly popular. It was okay. Um, She was also the one who brought Brandon on, which, plug for another episode, um, Jay... Jay had meant Jay, who will be on an ep- another on the CBS and Days episode with me, pointed out that um, Brandon could quite possibly be the only true love of Sammy's life. Duck all Lumi. Fa- I mean, need a person. A person needs to duck for fear of the Lumi fans. But so not everything was necessarily bad about what she wrote. It's just oh, no. It's just I- I'm very angry with her. With well, and for good reason. For good reason. And I I fear anything she does now. It doesn't matter what she did before that. I'm stuck there. I can't help it. That's just who I am. I hold grudges. Well, a person has to hold one or two grudges. But what's up with the ratings this week? <laughs> I laughed until I about peed on myself. Thank you. Thank you. Except for one rating. I don't understand that. But I think that's direct. Days is back in. up. Yeah, days is back up, but one life to live is down. But I think that's because all my children in general hospitals suck so bad that it is catching the backlash. I really do because it's in a horrible time slot. And if the other the sister soaps are bad, it doesn't get the rating, so people aren't tuning in to see how good one life to live is. But it didn't but go all down. All my children it's is safe. so disastrous. Oh my gosh, the disastrous ratings reflect the disastrous show. Oh. The the most recent ratings, it is at a 2.0, which is a new low. I think that at one point in one of the ratings, either this week or the previous week, Guiding Light was actually above all my children in some it's certain areas. It's It beat it in total viewers by 100,000. Now, of Even course, all that won, all my, huh? of course, though, all that this ABC soaps care about is 18 to 49, so... Uh, yeah, I don't care about that. I don't care about that, but... The ratings reflect that it's tied for last, and that is so hilarious to me. A lot of people don't even realize Guiding Light's even on anymore, and they look and they go, oh, all my children tied Guiding Light. <laughs> well, That's and Guiding so Light funny. is up. General Hospital's down to, th- you know, to four. I just, I, I just want to peel myself. It is so funny to me. Well, and it's nice that As the World Turns is having a bit of resurgence. Oh, yeah. Though, and and it one- deserves it. The one that's interesting to me is Days of Our Lives, which is at a 2.1, in part, I'm sure, because of the aftermath of John's death. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe now the soap has recovered a bit of its ratings after having lost passions. Because since we lost passions in September, obviously, initially, the ratings were going to take a hit because of the fact that it was, I mean, sort of the lead-in to it. I don't and. Know. I think people tuned back in a little bit, not much, <laughs> considering the last ratings. Tuned back in to see John's death and seeing see how it's not as cartoonish as it used to be. So I'm thinking maybe that's part of it too. Oh, it's not that bad anymore. Well, maybe that's why the ratings rebounded. Hey, you just read all you want. I'm I just saying it, what what a couple of my friends said. Hey, it's not as bad as it used to be. I think. Well, I think the aftermath of the um, John's death has been quite well written. For the characters that revolved around him. The rest of the show is still in a bit of a... I don't think it's been enough, to be honest. I don't think they've been showing enough. Well, on Friday, on Friday they went and uh, there was an episode where Marlena was basically talking about the possibility of killing EJ and how 
that because she's a doctor and she's testified, she knew, knows exactly what she would need to do to kill him and get away with it. And then, I think she killed half of Salem and got away with it. Well, they all ended up alive. <laughs> but then there's also there's also the fact that she was talking to Hope about how she needed Hope needed to remember the small things because once they're gone. They're no more, and I think they're they're working it in. It's just a matter of, of time. She's being allowed to act too, instead of flutter around and being coy. You're seeing Deidre Hall the way she's meant to be seen. She's a strong and capable and complicated character. Oh yeah, and we haven't seen that in the last couple of years, and and that's that's nice to see, even though it's not the best way. I don't think still. I still think it's in the long run, it's a mistake to kill off John, but. And that can lead us into our next topic. Well, before we before we move to the next topic, one <laughs> oh thing. gosh, see, I try, and you always override me. Well, well I wanted to ask what you thought about the fact that it's finally <sighs> official that EJ is the father of one of the children, because we discussed that. Possibility. Well, I know we discussed uh, the possibility though, and it, but now that it's official, he's the father. You won't let of the me boy. do any transitions. I guess we'll walk, talk about what you want to talk about. Well, no, go ahead. Like we didn't know, like we didn't know EJ was one of the I mean, uh, thanks for the thanks for the catch up there Hogan. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> it's fine. I, I'm glad that is it the son? I can't yes, remember. Yes, it's the son. Oh, see, I don't Those Stefanos those Stefanos already talking about raising him in Italy and Oh, good gravy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Stefano. Anyways, I hate that the girl's been relegated to the lesser twin just because she's a girl and i know they don't mean it that way but it's sure that's how it's coming across yeah and that pisses me off so but leave that alone i'm i'm just glad that well we are gonna get more lucas whining though oh yeah i i didn't it was no big revelation i didn't go yeah so okay well what were you going to transition to? I was going to transition to the stupid rumors about Drake Augustin. Oh. Horrible. The the rumors that he's coming back as another character once again. Was he going to be Chris Kosacek? No. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who that is. he's Roman. <laughs> the guy that's playing Roman played oh. Chris Kosacek years ago on, this, on Days of Our Lives. And that's why a lot of people can't warm up to his Roman because he's Chris Kosacek. So is is John Black going to come back as Chris Kosacek now? Well, I was reading it. <laughs> I was reading it in the forums, and thanks to our wonderful Days of Our Lives posters, who we're oh, getting yeah. a nice group of Days of Our Lives posters. Big I shout love out the to Days all of you lives, guys. And I do. I think they're great. They're this very sort of this sort of leads leads me to a public service announcement. But there was a there was a thread in the forums about the rumor about John coming back as another character. And this last week we did server upgrades because we've been having problems with them. And prior to the upgrades, one of the th- because we were experiencing more and more problems, the previous provider went and did a back uh, um, a reboot on the server and based it off of like a backup file from four days prior. So we lost like four days of posts. So Aww. if you registered in the forums between, I believe it is the 29th and the Fourth, or it's like the twenty seventh and the fourth. There's a possibility that you'll have to re-register. We're some posts, uh-huh. some posts are missing, and one of them, I think, was the one about the, the rumors about John, if I'm not mistaken. But it's one of those things where, if he yeah. comes back, why would why would they bring him back as another character? It'd be stupid. Surely they've learned their lesson. 
with the Roman debacle. They've done it. I mean, other soaps have done it somewhat successfully. I mean, it's not that it hasn't been done successfully. It's just. But Days is. Okay. How do I explain? If they're going to do it, why don't they just leave him dead? Is what I'm thinking. Days is so different. Um, I know that sounds stupid, but it just is. Days of Our Lives is just a different soap. It is so rooted in history to the point that the fans remember everything, especially the fanatical fans, okay? And I mean that in the best possible light. Days of Our Lives is just such – has such a grip on the heart of its fans, okay? I'm not saying other soaps don't. It's just different. Talking to different fans of different soaps, this is just what I've gleaned from it. Days of Our Lives has such a loyal and fanatical following that I don't think they would accept Drake any other way. Like this Roman, Chris Kosacek's Roman thing has not worked. They've kind of ignored it and just kept it going, kept it going because he's Sammy's father, da-da-da-da. But it hasn't worked. And people are still bitter about it. Long-time fans are bitter about it. Can you just see the reaction from the John fans? It's oh, like, yeah. And I think hopefully they've learned. And I hope that made sense, what I was saying. I just know Days of Our Lives fans are just – they just have big hearts, and, and they really love and are loyal to these characters. It's like members of their family. So – I just well, don't. Hopefully they've learned. Hopefully they're going to go. You know. And what? I guess I guess this all depends on whether or not a person is a Drake Hogeston fan or a John fan. Because if you're a John fan, I think it's both. I think that's my. Uh, that's a good point. That's a kind of a point I was making. Sometimes the fans don't um, differentiate as much and, as they should. Yeah. It's just because they're so passionate about their soap. So I hope well, that makes sense. More sense now that you you helped me verbalize what I was trying to say. Passions was once upon a time on Days of Our Lives, and now it's on DirecTV. And I think if, <laughs> if, the rumors, if the rumors I'm hearing are true about what's going on on DirecTV, as far as I'm concerned, we never, ever have to discuss Passions ever again on this podcast, and it's no longer considered a daytime soap, as far as I'm concerned. All right, drop it on me. You said you got a bomb for me. Go. Is it really true that the rumor that Vincent is pregnant with either his uncle's or his father's child. Oh, I'm out. Yeah, the rumors have it that supposedly... <laughs> oh, I'm out. <laughs> Vincent has seduced either Julian or Chad and is now pregnant. Chad's dead. Well, maybe he was pregnant before Chad died. You, okay, I'm out. I'm really I mean, out. If they're going – I mean if that's the case, then as far as I'm concerned, we never ever have to discuss passions again. Ever. We're done. I mean we can mention people like Lindsay Hartley as an actor on an actress list. But as far as, far as the show, I don't really have any desire to discuss a soap that has a son seducing his father to become pregnant. Uh, it's that's just – wrong. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that's how it is. Now, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this whole Oprah Winfrey hubbub because one, what Oprah Winfrey hubbub? What well, she started the school in South Africa and oh that for um, young women because she wanted to give them a chance to better themselves and of course the best of intentions with everything. But now it's come out that um, one of the matrons of the school or headmistress—it wasn't the headmistress, but one of the female teachers—they had a title matron. for. Matron, there we go. Dorm matron. Has either physically or possibly even sexually abused some of the girls in the school. She's been arrested. Supposedly Oprah Winfrey is heartbroken about it. Um, Gail, um, Gail 
um, says that it's heart wrenching. Gail King says that it's heart wrenching for Oprah. I, I guess it all sort of comes back to. I mean, everybody can have the best of intentions about things, but when you're not in close proximity to be able to monitor something like that, especially a school with such young children. I mean, it would probably be different if it was like a college or a university that she'd set up. But when the children are so young. And it happens in almost not sexual and physical abuse. That's not what I'm talking about. But this is what happens in business all the time. You place your trust in employees, mm-hmm. and sometimes that trust is misplaced. And I'm not saying Oprah did anything wrong. I, knowing Oprah, she probably ran 15 background checks and had these people followed for a year, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm not saying Oprah's like militant. I'm just saying that this probably meant a lot to her. Or oh, it means you can a lot tell it her. did. And, you know, the the way she'd well up. And the parents are not blaming Oprah. The parents of these girls are not blaming Oprah because they understand that it wasn't like Oprah was like, yeah, go ahead. Beat that girl up. No problem. She know They know. And I'm glad for that. And sometimes trust is misplaced in your employees. And it's sad that it had to take this turn. But I'm glad it got taken care of. It was quick. And boom, that chick is gone. The dorm matron. Gone. There's There's three people you don't mess with. Okay, in Hollywood, you don't mess with lesbians, you don't mess with um, Oprah, and you don't mess with Barbara Walters. That's it. You leave these people alone because <laughs> they will kill you. <laughs> you know, and they've they've risen to power. They will take because you they've out. Worked hard, and they have. You know, they deserve it. Hey, I know who I know who's who's in charge. I know well, the pace. We mentioned all my children and being so bad um, earlier. You know they're in trouble. You know they're in trouble when they're trying to get Celine Dion on to and as marketing it as like the biggest thing since like the Second Coming. I mean, it's sliced bread, nothing to Celine well, Dion. Just, coming. I'm going it, what? It just goes to it just goes to show that <laughs> it just goes to show that um, one life to live brings in hip, edgy people, and then nothing against Celine Dion, but she's not necessarily known for that. And then all my children brings in someone's what shall we say maybe a bit more classy but at the same time it it's seems funny. like a stunt <laughs> it's funny <laughs> just admit it it's funny what's of more interest to me is well now we know why justin bruning left oh please He's oh this be the is new so night rider i just laughed so hard the new night rider the son of michael knight is it going to be Kit? Is it the son of Kit too? I mean, well, no, but car? supposedly he's getting a new car, and rumor has oh, it. Oh, for his sixteenth birthday, he grown up. He's a big boy. The new car is supposed to is supposedly going to possibly have some transforming effects, which means in in it will sort of be like a car from the Transformers. So we'll see. A car from the Transformers. Well, in that it transforms. As I mean, Kit never transformed really, other than doing the things on the side, but. Oh my goodness! I don't see. I vaguely remember that show. Vaguely, I watched it every once in a while. The car talked. I just thought that was loved cool. I mean, Kit. Loved Kit. I was young. I don't remember much about it, but okay. I'm just wondering what this script called for. I mean, did they call for somebody that looked good with you know playing basketball shirtless, bumping well, up against you know an an abortion? Oh come they on! They played basketball a lot. <laughs> Aiden will well, play every once and my question is: Will be is could this possibly be how Alexa Havens gets her foot in the primetime door? Because now that her husband has got a show, that should hopefully open some doors for her. You may have to cut this, but I'm just going to say this: What the heck does he get that and she doesn't? I figured of the two, she'd make it. Well, that makes sense. I hate to put this 
politically incorrect, but he's got abs. Nice abs. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Let's just be honest. He does look good with his shirt off. That's that's right. You've been watching Bold and the Beautiful longer than me, and there's there's news that Todd McKee, who played Jake McClare, mm-hmm. is returning. And at one time, he was Felicia's love interest. What can you can you tell me what about the character? Well, I know a little bit about the actor too. Um, he was um, Stephanie's um, tennis instructor, and um, they were wondering why he was so interested. He because he would ask. Stephanie all these personal questions and so Felicia was kind of thinking he was hot but he was really in just way interested in Stephanie in the not in the romantic sense but just wanting to know everything uh-huh. and so they asked Eric Eric's friend Margo what the deal was because she seemed to know him mm-hmm. and he wouldn't answer but they ended up being mother and son Okay. Margo thought that Eric was the father of Jake, but it wasn't. Totally somebody okay. else. And Felicia would start getting close to Jake and everything while she's trying to be a, a, a designer. But Forrester wouldn't let her. They, they said she wasn't as good as he as Ridge, and you know because Ridge is the gold show. And she's devastated. Jake helped her through it, but he would never commit to her, never really get close to her. And it came out that he was molested, and he thought he was molested by his dad. And so they got Taylor to help him, and I think that's how Taylor came on canvas. Mm, I never knew how she arrived. I think so. I think that's how. And um, it turned out that he was – he didn't really – he just remembered it was a man at certain times and blah, blah, blah. So he just always assumed it was his dad, but it turned out it was his uncle Charlie who had sexually molested him as a child. I mean just you know, very – So did he and Felicia ever end up hooking up then? Yeah, and they almost got married, but then Jake just – you know, can't let go of his issues. And it turned out he was cheating on her, cheating on Felicia with Macy, Thorne's wife, you know, Bobby Oh, Hicks. no. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. Then that came out. Uh, Felicia caught them, and she went to Thorne. And then he, everybody thought he stole the belief, you know, that anti-wrinkle formula that Brooke Invented. That's why she has so much power at Forrester. She invented an anti-wrinkle. I thought the fabric. reason she had so much power. Oh, the fabric. Oh, I thought you said yeah. The belief. It's called belief. Okay. Because BLF were like the main chemicals in it or something, and so she named it belief. I mean, it was a pretty cool storyline. Well, he he stole it. Well, they thought he did stole the formula from from Forrester. And Eric, because he was so close to Margot, decided not to press charges, just told him to get out of town. And then that's it. And now he's coming back. And, you know, I mean, it was so convoluted. At well, the same time, it, the it took me a long time to remember it, too. I was going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I remember bits and pieces. I remember the, I remember the sexual abuse start, uh, storyline start. I remember that because it was well-written. And um, he acted it okay. It was fine. Um, I think if with this Felicia, it'll be fantastic. Well, let's hope so together. because she needs a storyline. Well, I'm still bitter that she can't hook up with Logan. Well, okay, and it's 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 I'm bitter about that too. But at the same time, I, I I'm I'm one of these people who any new blood into the show so that this story doesn't <laughs> become so much more convoluted than it already is. Or I guess muddied the 
incestuous waters already. I mean, good grief. Exactly. So I'm not worried about that. But one thing that is awesome is David Vickers is back. Oh, thank God. And Oh, we've missed him so much. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love you, and Dave. in his opening scenes, he was basically he was he's at this spa. Okay, Alex comes in, and here he is. He's holding up juice, and he's just talking in monotone voice. And it's obvious that he is not in love with what he's doing. Here and, you go, Alex. <laughs> it, well, no, it wasn't Alex. She watched him as he was talking to other people. Would you like orange juice with that or whatever? Oh, I mean, whatever may be the case. Poor baby. So now he's all upset. He's he's not feeling so great about the fact that it, he gave the money so- back to feel good. Basically, what's happening is she, we knew we knew it from the spoilers, but she's taking and seducing him, and she, she's t- she told him that she's in there for a sex addiction because it's a rehab spa. Oh, how funny! <laughs> and so basically, basically, Friday's episode ended with the uh, her sort of leaning on him and, and everything, and he, he having that David Vickers glint in his eye like he thought of something. So it's going to be lots of fun. Oh, I know he that. he's going to propose to her. Oh, spoiler alert! Because he thinks that she has money too. Because when- he thinks she's rich. Well, she's getting him to propose to her because she knows he's the missing Buchanan. So he'll be rich, and hopefully hook up with the with the Vicky. So. Yeah, well, and I'm loving the Vicky stuff. It continues to get better. But the thing it's is, so I'm, trying, cute. I'm trying to remember who is the actor who is the her new love interest. Um, who eats at the diner? I know that actor from somewhere, and every time I see him, I Let try to rack my brain. Well, while you're looking that up, I also wanted to give a shout out to Sean Ringgold, who is in the new American Gangster movie. He's the actor who plays um, the bodyguard on One Life to Live. I think is it, is it for Vincent? Yeah. Um, he's in the new American Gangster movie, and it's looking like it could be the number one movie for this past weekend. So that's well, good for, for him. him. He's awesome. He's awesome, and everything I've heard about him, people that have met him in real life and stuff, just think he's just the coolest. Well, that's great. So, And I'm glad for that. And for those of you who are, are counting down, Super Soap Weekend begins next week. I believe it's on the 11th, if I'm not mistaken. It's usually the 10th, 11th, and 12th or something like that in those ranges. So lots of interesting stuff. I'm sure will come out of that. I hope so. Do we know anybody that's going? Gina, who um, was was guest on the podcast, is going to be going, and so she's for her fan events. She's going to be helping out with um, Tinka Supner's stuff on this on the same vein of topics. For those of you who are not aware, David Chisholm, who plays Miles, is now the spokesman for Vision Walk, I believe it is, and which is a yes, which I believe is an anti. Well, they they try and through. Through walkathons, they try to raise money to cure blindness, and apparently, oh, awesome. apparently, his father and sister suffer from it. So that's sort of cool. Now, what did you find out about them? Well, his name is Brian Kerwin, and I was trying to remember. I've seen him in a lot of things, and I knew his name, but I could not remember what he's seen him in. Do you ever see the movie Jack with no. uh, Robin Williams? Okay, um, what's he been on TV? Because I, I know I've big, seen him on. He TV. was in Big Love. He played Eddie for a couple episodes this year. He was oh, on okay. Desperate Housewives as Harvey. Um, I know. I, okay, see, I remember uh, seeing him on Big Love. That's where I've seen him before. Hold on. He's been on tons of things. I mean tons of things. But has he been he on soaps on, before? Uh, I assume so. I don't know. Well, he's been on everything. Hold on. Let me look at his – oh, my gosh. He's been on everything. Love Boat. Oh, he's even on the Love Boat. Hello. Young well, and the Restless. That's right. Greg Foster. He was one of the Greg Fosters. Ah. Uh, 
but yeah, you've seen him in movies and on shows all the time. You've, I mean, he's a pretty prolific character actor. Well, we're we're beginning to run out of time, so I want to get to General Hospital and Young and the Restless. Maybe um, in closing, General Hospital, I am loving the ball. Nancy Lee Grand does a soap scream like none other. I mean, she she does everything awesome. I, she could just sit there and just look at me. I mean, when yep. she finds, I mean, she finds Rick stabbed in the shoulder, and then um, and oh, in the shoulder. Oh, like she hadn't seen worse sneezing. Come on now. Well, she's a lawyer, <laughs> it's not General a doctor. hospital. <laughs> she's a lawyer, not a doctor. So she lets out that giant scream, and then for the rest of the episodes, you have Luke talking about Rick on a skewer, and it's just awesome. <laughs> You know what? The writer's strike, go ahead. Because if we could have just Luke, if we could have Anthony Geary, just write for that soap. But see, that's the thing. People, actors who, actors who rewrite their scripts aren't allowed to rewrite. That's how, Get out. No, that's how it is. Because people <gasps> do that on some Well, let them ad-lib. Let them ad-lib. There you go. He and um, Tracy. I think it. they should just do them live. Then we'd really be able to see who the actors are. I'm telling are. you. When One Life to Live did that live week, Cassie DePiva, who plays Blair, uh-huh. was phenomenal. She was fantastic. So if they could all do that, we could see who really can act. No, yeah, no kidding. Who really can think off the top of their head. That'd be fun. Well, well I do hear – wait, 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 Rick, real quick. Are John and Marty going to do the deed this week? Oh, I don't, oh, I, don't I don't really care. I'm just glad oh, she's leaving. Back to General Hospital. I, I, I'm loving the ball, though. Here's the well, thing. I wish that they'd Note, gotten a different hairstylist. Not exactly. Note to hairstylist. Kate has never looked worse, ever. What's with Carly's hair? What crawled no, up in not I don't even mar- mind Carly's hair. Kate's well, hair is terrible. And what in the hell are they doing to Elizabeth's hair? It's, it looks like some giant rat's nest. This is what happened. I said a while back, I can't remember which podcast, probably number 22 or whatever. That would have been That's a just a joke. Yeah, it'd have been a while back. It's just a joke. I don't know what number it is. Um, I said, Oh, they could never mess up Elizabeth's hair. Oh, I've been wrong. And then this <laughs> week I go, wait a minute. <laughs> and then Kimberly McCullough, did you see the big old bun? Poor Robin. I said, How does she keep her head up? Well, and then they had Maxie in that terribly ugly dress and Sky. Why do they put Sky in black? It's like the worst color for her. I- I'm talking about her hair. Well, she I know, but oils and how oh my goodness, poor thing. I mean, as much as I love the grandiosisness of it. Grandiosisness? Yeah, I love that word. I made it up. As much as I love the over the top, that's the hair. Mm, stop. The hair did it for you, huh? It did. I couldn't get past some some of the scenes. I was like, oi. I couldn't hear what anybody was saying because I was just focusing. What did they do? And Jason, dude. Well, Jason. Jason's hair has been terrible for a while. But I think that's I because of his haircut. I can't. Oh, come on. It's like you think? Maybe. Hunting. Well, but the thing here's the thing about the here's the thing about this that's driving me nuts. This and this is a ball about Alan Quartermain. They do not have Monica there. Edward is not there, and as of yet, Tracy Quartermain is not there. Which means that everybody who was connected, related to, or had a personal stake in him, with the exception of Emily, is not there, and that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Caught that, huh? I mean, what do you say? There's nothing you really can say other than the fact that I'm I'm extremely pissed that Georgie's going to be killed off. That's just now, is that is that a confirmed rumor? I mean, I've it, heard that rumor for a couple of months now, but this is what we know. There's going to be a, uh, a longtime fan favorite that is dying. The scenes are going to be gruesome, and it, the comparisons to Joe. 
Farron Phelps killing of Frankie have been made. The fact that we know that um, Lindsay Leatherman, she's been on an extension and she has not been offered another extension and she's not been offered a new contract, which would sort of indicate that it's going to be her who bites it. And supposedly it's going to be terribly gruesome, which it just makes me mad because at the same – you oh, look she going to write her killer's blood? I, killer's name in her blood? I don't know. Did? I don't know, but all oh, I know oh, is oh, I enjoyed man. the scenes with Robin, Maxie, and Georgie. I love Georgie with Spinelli. You enjoyed the Scorpio girls? Yeah, that was nice. Aren't they fabulous? Aren't well, they fabulous? in light of the fact that Young and the Restless is so boring, Did I don't you have read any- the rumors. I mean, it's like uh, Victor may actually be responsible for the collapse. You know, it's going to end up being Jack's fault. You know, it will. Well, it, it, it may be Jack's fault, but I think uh, if if Jack goes down for the collapse, then Victor might go down for the murder. So it's a wash. I, I can't see Victor going now, down for anything. We didn't really discuss Guiding Light. We're going to try and cram this in real quick. What, what are the? It? You said you had some spoilers for me on Guiding Light. Okay, I know that Harley assigns the annulment place of papers because Harley's so distracted about her growing attraction to Cyrus. Um. I know RJ, Cassie's little boy, mm-hmm. turns all bad seed. Well, that's because, good. They need that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Josh is going to want to adopt him. But Will wants to go see Edmund. And so Cassie goes to see him first, you know, as a mother should. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean that that's a good move. She really sees how much Edmund really loves Will, because he does. Edmund has a big heart. He's just evil, too, and I love it. RJ gets real jealous of Will, and he gets all. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> well, that's great. I we'll, we'll we'll have to discuss Guiding Light more next week to make up for this week. But it's one of those things where we are running out of time. I believe we have a whole host of shout-outs for us to run through, and then I've got some wait, iTunes wait, reviews. Wait, 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 real, real quick. It's not really RJ that's the bad seed. Let's just say that. Will's a lot more like his uncle Edmund than Cassie realized. Will who? Okay. Will's the little boy that she's bringing home. Mm. The son that she's trying to adopt. So he's a lot more like his Uncle Edmund than she realizes. Go ahead. We've got a whole bunch of shout-outs that you've got, and then I've got four more reviews. We're at 99 in iTunes. We're waiting for that 100th one. People, we need the 100th. Do I need to fake it and sign in and do it? Exactly. Okay, so who are the shout-outs for? I have 51 shout-outs. Oh, wow, really? MDI 326. Stewart. 2003, so Simon Stewart, 2003, Spartan 101, Jodessa 717, Tina and Cord Fan, welcome, yay, Susan, Lisa on Love 07, hmm, should I be scared? I G- might you to be. GH <laughs> Lover, Naya 1121, oh, if that's your birthday, your birthday's coming up, happy birthday, Two Girl, Jason and EJ Fan, Spice Girl 2. I wonder if she pouts like sp- posh. Oh, real quick. Regis and Kelly Halloween. Hilarious. Oh, see, I thought it was terrible. I thought this year's... Oh, when, I was talking about just the Beckham stuff. I didn't. Oh, the I Beckham didn't stuff was funny. But the, the 3D stuff drove me nuts. <gasps> oh, I just... Yeah, I didn't do the 3D stuff. But the Beckham stuff. Hilarious. GH Lover. Oh, I did that one already. Two girls. Spice Girl. Oh, Dole Fan. D-O-L Fan. Charlie 315. J&M. All My Children. Boston, I. Cole, Matt, Lewis for As the World Turns, Phyllis Schnell, Shoptime, Lizzie Beth 3, Bearcat, MBL, Elfkins, Taylor, WW, 
Purple Scrubs, which is cute. Troy MacGyver, that's a One Life to Live fan. Welcome. 96 May May. Daisy Clover, 1938. And I will say this real quick. Daisy Clover, you're beco- quickly becoming one of my favorite posters on the forums because you're just Aww. so funny. Shoe Gal 2. Samantha Delayed, which is such a witty name. NATO 197. Buffy Paw. Cruising in 96. Spalding Field. GH Scrubs. Which I know we've J- mentioned them in a previous podcast. Okay. Well, then, welcome. We, we really love having you here. And please forgive me for not getting to everybody. My screen will not let me advance to more forum members. So I apologize. And please let me know if, I, if I've missed you. Write me, and I will give you a shout-out on the next podcast. And as we mentioned earlier, if you requested a shout-out in the last week, just log back in and double-check because – it may no longer be there. Um, all, we in iTunes we had Mary B fifty who writes best on soaps. This is a great podcast for soap lovers. There are not many people I work or know who want to discuss soaps. Daytime Confidential gives me different points of view on uh, news and discussions of my favorites. Yeah, we're here for you, babe. We're here for you. General Hospital and other soaps. I have watched off and on for years. You guys are great, and I love this podcast. Kate, I thanks for all the hard work. Then we have Latin C dot dot dot. So I don't know what that means. Um, awesome, just awesome. I listen to this podcast all the time. Thank you. Thank you, Latin C dot dot dot. I love you yes. too. And then we have one more. Um, well, we got Hurry two. Up. We got Maine loves GH, and they just <laughs> keep it short and simple. I love this podcast. Wow, then we you. have YNR fan who writes, have been listening to this podcast since the start, and I love it. Although I don't watch all the soaps the podcast covers, Luke and Lisa are so entertaining and do such a good job of giving out information that I even enjoy hearing about soaps other than the programs I view. I love oh. the fact that they are so passionate about the soaps and keep everyone informed. I suppose the best part of the podcast is that they have a great time with each other and the listeners. It really shines through in each and every podcast. Their laughter is contagious, and as I watch my soaps, I even catch myself laughing at something I remember from the podcast. I download a lot of different podcasts of all types, but I always have to listen to Daytime Confidential as soon as it comes out. Kudos to you both, and also to the guest commentators that join in. Aw, thank, thank you. you. And, and on I that, can make fun of Luke at any time to make you laugh. It's not a problem. On that, on that note, we thank you for listening. Until next time, so long, folks. Bye.